Welcome. My name is Van Richards. I'm a chartered financial consultant, and today we are talking about an iBuyer. What is an iBuyer? We'll stay tuned, and that's what you're going to learn today on today's Daily Stock Analysis. Let's get started. Thanks for joining me today. If this is your first time here, make sure that you subscribe because I have lots of good information that comes to your your way on a daily basis, on a regular basis. Some days I miss days, but mostly we're daily. So let's go ahead and begin talking just a little bit about what we're going to have on today's agenda. The very first thing that I want to do, though, is I want to pause briefly and I want to say thank you to today's sponsor, which is Richard's Financial Planning. And I want to remind you that if you're frustrated with your financial situation, you want to get some help with the way that your investments are working, your retirement plan, your insurance, go over to richardsfinancialplanning.com and learn more about the prosperous planning process. So let's go ahead and begin talking just a little bit about Open Door Technologies. Open Door Technologies is actually, it's an interesting company because the company itself is really considered an iBuyer. Now, what is an iBuyer? An iBuyer buys homes, they do minor renovations, then they quickly resell the properties. And they actually have a process that they utilize. They create a buying and selling algorithm. They identify the properties through the algorithm, they price the homes, and then they make the sale. Open Door was established in 2014, and it only started to be listed on the NASDAQ on December the 20th, 21st of 2020. The company is really worth about $16.21 billion, and most of that is going to be in inventory of houses that they have, because essentially you're going to buy a home from them. This is the way it works. You can buy a home by looking at their inventory that is online. You can do everything through your phone. You can do the financing, you can do the buying, you can see everything right there on your laptop or on your phone. Their purpose, their goal really is to disrupt the technology, the normal process of buying homes, make it cheaper, make it easier. Now, let's talk about how that's working. They ended the day down about 2.02%. Now, when we look at an iBuyer like Open Door, the way that this company came into existence is it's unique. It's actually unique, but it's something that's becoming much more popular. It came into existence through an IPO, through an SPAC or a SPAC. You might be asking yourself, what the heck is a SPAC? A SPAC is a special purpose acquisition company. There's really no commercial operations. And what they do is they make the process of creating an IPO much easier. It's strictly to raise capital and to acquire an existing company that's out there. Now, the SPAC that began Open Door was called Social Capital, and they're involved in a couple of different things. They're right now in the midst of a uh, a, a IPO for a Virgin Galactic uh, portion, but that's a topic for another day. A lot of people refer to them really as a blank check company. And there's a lot more to that story than than what I've given you, but I just want to give you the framework of what a SPAC is. A SPAC is what brought Open Door to market. Now, 
We're going to look at this in a different way today, but we're going to keep the same framework that we do almost every day. We use the SEC process. We look at the stability of the company, the earnings, and the competitiveness of that particular company. And we always look for the competitive advantage, which is out there, and that's referred to as the company's moat. You might remember a moat as being what... Remember, a moat was brought to reality. It was brought to popularity by Warren Buffett. And it's really that superpower of a company. And when we look at what the moat is for uh, Open Door, frankly, they don't have one. Um, they, in themselves, they don't have anything that's like a network effect. Like if you own, um, if you own Microsoft Office 365, you own it probably because somebody else owned it and you got introduced to it in that particular way. That's the network effect. They don't have any real proprietary assets they, that are proven. Now I'll say that are proven because the algorithm could be considered a proprietary asset. And if the company becomes more successful, that particular asset will help it to develop a moat. They're at $16 billion. They really don't have any cost advantage to say. Uh, the switching cost is really easy, quite frankly. If you want to go to another company, it's pretty easy to do. And at $16 billion, they're not a huge mammoth company. So there's no stop, no, no large advantage to that. The biggest thing that Open Door has going for them is the idea the idea of disrupting the market in how people buy homes. Now, when we look, though, at the actual financials, look, when I when I tried to teach you about the SEC method, the stability, the earnings, and the competitiveness, we always take a fundamental analysis viewpoint and we look at actually what's going on. Because you can get as excited about a company as you want to, but if they're not making profits, they're not going to be in business very long. And you and I both know that their share value is going to suffer. Now, for the first nine months of last year in 2020, they had a net loss really of $166 million. They're not making any money right now. If you go back even, it, it slowed down a little bit, the losses. If you go back to 2019, they had losses of $343 million. Now, the revenues, uh, I hate to put it this way, but they don't have any revenues right now to speak of that are increasing. They're actually decreasing. 2019 revenues were at about $4.7 billion. Just for the first nine months of 2020, that was down to $2.3 billion. Now, yes, I understand we were going through a pandemic and people were not buying homes the way that they used to, although the market's been on fire quite a bit for the regular home market, but the iBuyers have been suffering to some degree. Proportionately, now when I say proportionately, what I'm meaning is I'm comparing nine months to 12 months. So proportionately, their business is down about 34.35% in that period of year. And I would attribute a lot of that to the pandemic. Now, when you have a company that's new, you want to make sure that they are wisely spending their money. So I always recommend that you take a look at the costs and the expenses of the company. In 2019, they had $549 million in expenses. Now that did decrease in the first nine months. But remember before when I told you that they had a decrease in revenue of 35%, you would think that proportionately that the expenses would be reduced by that much too. But they weren't. 
they went down 26.9%. What that tells me is that this company is still bleeding money too fast. So when you're looking at a company, and it's especially a new company, you want to ask yourselves what the possibilities are going to be. Now, I want to end this part of it by talking just for a moment about the losses on the per share basis, because this really reflects what you, the shareholder or potential shareholder, may have or not have. For the first nine months, you had a negative $3.75 per share loss as compared to 2019, which was at $7.06. Now, I'm not going to compare the percent on that because that's like, you know, as the old saying goes, it's beating a dead horse. But I'm going to look at this in a little different way. Yes, they haven't had a good start. And I'm not here to sell you on this company because you can go over to their website and learn a lot more about it than I can teach you here in about 15 or 20 minutes. But I want to give you some methodology that you can utilize in in analyzing any company. Hopefully, it'll work better for a new company. But keep in mind, too, that Open Door Technology started in 2020, actually December the 21st of 2020, at 31.25. And they ended today down at 20. Actually, it was 29.14. I'm off just a little bit. This was at lunchtime. But they're still off about 8% from their IPO that began back in December. And I always tell you, I always tell you this, the past performance is not going to be a guarantee of the future results. Now, let's hope that that improves, but I have to put that in your head. Now, when we're looking at guidance from a company like this, it's a new company. There's not a lot of analysts that are offering their opinions, and you can't really get guidance on what future earnings are when you don't have a history of future earnings. So all you have is you have the uh, the what I sometimes call the fluff and hyperbola that companies put out, what they're telling you, the propaganda about their company that they're promoting. Now, if you go over to opendoor.com, look at their investor relations page and go to the analyst presentation. It's actually kind of long. It's about 63 pages long, but pay particular attention to the appendices because the appendices are going to have the numbers that I just went through for you. And I want to remind you of something. Anytime that you see a parentheses around the number, you probably already know this, but that's going to be negative. And remember that guidance, whether it's from a company or from an analyst, it's not a guarantee. Now, look, I want to share with you some of my thoughts on ways that you can identify companies and ask yourself, is open door technologies going to be a company that's going to thrive going forward? Now, there's only two things that a company should help you do and ask yourself this, can it help you survive? And can it help you thrive? Now, what do I mean by that? What I mean by it is, all right, think back of this. Did you ever see the movie Braveheart? Remember Braveheart? You had you had Mel Gibson playing the role of William Wallace, and he was standing, he was sitting on the back of the horse. Now, I, I know the picture that I've thrown up on the screen looks more like a Templar rather than an Irishman, but if I use Mel Gibson's likeness, I'd probably get sued. So bear with me if you would. If you remember in the movie, when William Wallace was in front of his men, he basically was communicated to them his mission. What his speech was, it was really eloquent. It was short. It was to the point. What he said is, you've come to fight as free men, and free men you are. What will you do with that freedom? Will you fight? 
Now, there's a lot more to this speech than that, but I think you get the idea. If you can't get enthused about a company's mission statement, can their customers? Now, let me give you a little bit more information on how to do this. Let's look at the ideas. Let's look at some mission statements of four different companies, and you are going to be the guest that's going to identify what these companies do and who they are. See, if I, t- if I tell you what the mission is of this company, can you tell me what the company is? Let's look at the very first one. The first company's mission is we strive to offer our customers the lowest possible prices, the best available selection, and the utmost convenience. Who is that? Think for a minute. It's Amazon. We strive to offer our customers the lowest possible prices, the best available selection, and the utmost convenience. That's the motto. That's the mission of Amazon. And and frankly, thousands, millions of people have helped that become a reality. Now, let's look at another one. Let's look at another one. Ask yourself about this one. You can probably get this one. Transportation as as reliable as running water everywhere for everyone. What company is that? Friends, that's Uber. Think about it. Transportation is reliable as running water everywhere for everyone. That's Uber. All right, here's another one. Now, this is one of my favorites, and I have to give you full disclosure. Full disclosure, All three of these companies I own, and I'm not trying to sell you on them. I just think that they've got a great mission statement. Now, with this company, think about this. We believe in augmenting human intelligence, not replacing it. What company is that? I'll give you a hint. It's the one that has the orb from the Lord of the Rings. This is the mission statement for Palantir. We believe in augmenting human intelligence, not replacing it. Now, are you on your horse and ready to go out and buy this stock based on the fact that you know what they do as a company? Are you enthused about it? Now, look at the last one, this one. The reimagined way to buy and sell your home. Okay, folks. That is open door. Now, in thinking of these, think of those two things I just talked about. They help you thrive and they help you survive. If you're thinking of this as an investment, and I'm not saying it's bad or good, but I'm just asking you to think about it. Can they help you thrive? Can they help you survive? Those first three companies, I'd say, yes, they can. I think that Open Door might be working on it just a little bit. But I'm going to pause just for a real quick moment, and I want to say thank you to today's second sponsor, and that is Advice for Life Insurance. Everybody needs life insurance, friends. Your family needs you. Protect them with life insurance. You can find the best life insurance at the lowest price in less than five minutes. Go over to adviceforlifeinsurance.com and they can help you out. Now, let's look at the bullish aspects and the bearish aspects of Open Door. Now, there's not a lot of analysts that are out there offering an opinion on Open Door. So the bullish comments I've pulled from their website and from different uh, news articles that I've read about Open Door. And the very first thing that comes to mind is that Open Door offers a simple, certain, fast, and safe way to buy and sell a home. And the second aspect of it that is great is that it's everything's done online. They're looking to disrupt the regular real estate buying process. The question is, can they? And then lastly, direct sales without an agent do cost less. 
So is the agent going to be worth it? Now, if you're one of my friends that's a real estate agent, this is not to put you out of business. This is just to tell you that there's different ways of people buying homes. Now, from a bearish standpoint, some of this came from news media more than anything else. And probably the biggest thing that I saw as far as comments on iBuyers is this. iBuyers can actually back out of contracts before they're completed. And if the coronavirus continues that inventory that um, that inventory that open door has is going to become stagnated because people are not buying as much and when they do new contracts that they've made with you the buyer they can actually buy back out of now I didn't read that it had happened with open door but there are other i buyers that I did read that it did happen, that they actually offered contracts and the iBuyer walked away from it and forego, forwent the, uh, the, the, the down payment and everything. So the other thing is iBuyer inventory will increase if COVID continues because people won't move quite as much. The company also, look, you got to face this fact. Everything that you've looked at so far, they haven't made a profit. And you have to ask yourself of the buyer of a IPO, is the glass half empty or is the glass half full? Are there people out there that are lined up like William Wallace going off to war to buy this stock? All right. Now, let's look at what some of the analysts say about open door technologies. Morningstar doesn't have a real person that offers an opinion on the value of this company, but they do have an algorithm which will calculate it. Now, the current value at 29.19, actually today it was really 29.14, but as I mentioned, I do this stuff earlier in the day, so it makes it a little past time. But anyhow, the... um, the fair market value that Morningstar has picked on Open Door Technologies is $26.26. Remember, that's a computer algorithm calculated price. Using that in mind, their opinion is based on their algorithm that the company's selling at about an 11% premium, about 11% over what the, the actual value is. When we look at what some of the other analysts are saying, really, there's not a lot of analysts that are putting out opinions on this company, but believe it or not, this company, this company is a, a strong buy, according to analysts. You've got two analysts that are saying that it's a strong buy and one analyst that's actually saying that it's a hold. Now, when I went to do more research, I couldn't find all three of the analysts that had put opinions out on this company uh, with a price. And I really think that you got to have a price. And this really didn't help me a lot. I'm not sure it'll help you either, but I it, it should point to the fact that there are possibilities on both sides of this company. Um, Wedbush put out an opinion at the beginning of January on the 6th, and they said that they're looking for a target price of around $31. And it's pretty close to where it is right now at $29.14. So think of it that way. When we go back a little bit further, Wonderlick offered an opinion on 1231 2020 and said that their price target is $72. So there's a disparity in there. Now let's take a look real quick and see what actually the, um, let's look at what's happening in the options market. And what I've done is I've put up here 
the options, the, the calls and the puts for, for this stock on February 19th. Remember what a call is, it is a contract to buy. It's a contract to buy and that contract has a price. Now, if we look at the most prevalent contracts right now, they're at $27. There's around 4,356 contracts that exist of people that are looking to buy this stock at $27. Now, they haven't exercised it, but it is what they call in the money. In other words, they could buy it at 27 and turn right back around and sell it at 29.14. There's a Another opinion on the other side, when we look at the puts, with the puts, there's a couple of different numbers to consider in here. And remember what a put is, it's a contract to sell. It's just a contract to sell. The most prevalent contract to sell right now is at $28. And there's about 2,300 of those. And there's a, another set that is at about $30. There's 2,363 contracts, puts to sell at Now, the range from what I can see here, and this might give you an indicator as to what the possible range and a good price to buy this stock, if you think it's a good stock to buy, is going to be probably in between $27 and $30. If it goes down, then, you know, there's the people in there that have the calls that are there to sell it at a higher price. Um, and on the other side, we have the puts. So hopefully that gives you a little bit of understanding. Now, when I look at what their competition is, there's two other publicly traded companies right now that are considered iBuyers, Zillow and Redfin. And both of those companies have been around for a, a really long time. So when we look at what's going on, now I know that there's some disparity in there on the graph that I've thrown up in front of you. But if we just go to the part, I'm going to make it the screen just a little little bit bigger for those of you that are watching, because what I want to do is just pinpoint the idea that the blue line is going to be open door. The gold line is going to be Zillow and the gray line is going to be Redfin. Redfin so far has been exceeding what the others have been doing. As far as a movement goes, a movement of value, um, I think that they're moving pretty much in tandem with each other, except, uh, let's see, let me go back and see when this was. At the beginning of December, we saw more of an advance on Redfin moving up toward the end of the year. So hopefully that gives you just a little bit of information on how to select a company. It should give you some guidance on how to uh, look at an IPO or really any company. And I know that we've looked at some hyperbola and some fluff that goes along with buying investments, but I want you to always keep in mind the SEC, the stability, the earnings, and the competitiveness. Now, today, today's stock was one of the ones that you, the viewers, have requested. So I hope it gave you a little bit of help, helped you to understand a little bit more about the possibilities for this company. If you have a stock that you would like me to take a look at, enter it into the comments. I know I've gotten a lot of requests and I can't get to them all, so be patient with me. This was a request which was put in about two weeks ago. So I'll take a look at the requests as they come in. And if they're easier to do, I might do them during the middle of the week. The beginning of the week, I'll probably do companies like this, or maybe at the end of the week, it takes a little bit longer to do from that standpoint. So I want to encourage you also as the last thing 
to listen to the, to the disclosure that's at the very end. If you're watching, you can view it. But if you're listening on the I, on the podcast, you can view it or listen to it <laughs> if I get all those words out. Friends, thanks a lot for visiting with me today and hearing my opinions. Uh, remember, I'm not here to tell you what to buy and sell. I'm here to teach you how to select stocks that might be able to fit your investment preferences. Have a great weekend and come back next week. And here's the disclosure. Richards Financial Planning, LLC, is an investment advisor. This publication's content reflects the views of Richards Financial Planning, LLC, and sources deemed to be reliable. There are many different interpretations of investment statistics and other ideas on best using that information. This recording is for educational and informational purposes only and should not be considered investment advice. The views expressed do not constitute an offer to buy or sell securities. There are no warranties expressed or implied regarding accuracy, completeness, or results obtained from any information that's presented. The opinions expressed are as of the date of the recording, Opinions are subject to change. Views and opinions of guests are not necessarily those of Richards Financial Planning, LLC, its owners, employees, or affiliates. Richards Financial Planning, LLC, and its affiliates are not associated with the guest or the affiliates unless otherwise stated. Van Richards is a managing member of Richards Financial Planning, LLC. The stock quotes, charts, articles, or any other statements regarding the market or additional financial information is obtained from our supplier sources, and we believe it to be reliable. However, we do not warrant or guarantee the timeliness or accuracy of this information. Our company, our employees, or our information providers, guests, or affiliates are not liable for any errors or inaccuracies related to this presentation. It does not matter what the cause might be for any possible mistake. We cannot be responsible for inaccuracies. Richards Financial Planning LLC only transacts business in states where it is appropriately registered or excluded or exempted from registration requirements. It does not provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. When considering this material, You should discuss your circumstances with professionals in those areas before you make any decisions. The information contained in this presentation does not consider your particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs. To evaluate if any investment is suitable for you, you should consider your financial position, investment objective, and risk tolerance before making any investment decisions. The past performance is not a guarantee of future results, and all investments are subject to investment risk, which includes the possible loss of principal.